یه رفت شهره پرته یعن ستیوری ایستر برا لینینی نایز کهوریا ترا وندا شهوی for even I the God of heaven the creator of all things to speak this day And from my holy throne does flow a word and a spirit of awakening and a wisdom and understanding that if ye shall hear, ye shall be edified. For why do the heats enrage? Why have the people around thee imagine vain things? And why do they say, Where is thy God? Awaken and know, my people, that the forces and powers and governments of this whole earth are standing against the Lord and against His Christ. The power of the enemy is now standing to oppose the very revealing of the kingdom of heaven. Knowest thy not that ye have the law. Ye have all the prophets that have prophesied until the coming of John. For with the coming of John, my word and my spirit changed. And I begin to declare the coming forth and the ushering in of the kingdom of heaven. And it is now that you shall see that the kingdom of heaven suffer violence. And it shall be only those that become violent shall take it by force. Hear, my people. Give ear to that that is being spoken. For ye know not the forces and the powers that have gathered themselves together 
to fight against the word of this kingdom and the revealing of the power of the resurrected Christ taking its abode in you. For ye are not wrestling against flesh and blood. But ye are coming to face principalities and powers in governments, authorities and jurisdictions they're passing laws to hinder righteousness from being established in the earth. This is not just men opposing a preaching of a word. But this is the rulers of darkness of this world. This is doctrines of devils. This is witchcraft and soothsayers and sorcerers that are now doing all that is in their power to stop the declaration that the kingdom of heaven is once again at the door. Hear, my people. Shake thyselves and know and understand that spiritual wickedness in high places, spiritual wickedness in the high offices of the church, that have ushered out doctrines of men to blind thee, to keep thee from seeing the indwelling of the living Christ. Open thy hearts and thine understanding and know that since Adam fell, and I, the God of all creation, begin to set in place a seed that would produce and bring forth the reality and the manifestation of the living God, this kingdom has been fought. Go back and search thy history in thy Bibles and see where the righteous have been attacked. See where those that believed in my word and my power and walked in righteousness before me see how they were set upon by many nations. See how the enemy has done all that he could to eradicate and remove this righteous seed from the earth. But I, the Lord, have always kept seed alive. And I've kept seed alive. Until this day. For if you go back and you study and you look. Even in the days of my beloved servant Daniel. It was not just one or two men. It was not just a handful. 
but the whole government. The presidents, the counselors, the governors. Multitudes of men in high authority came together to find an accusation against my servants. They came to an understanding that there was no fault. There was nothing that they could touch his life. So they said, if we find fault, it must be through his God. So they deceived the king that loved Daniel into passing a law that if any man asked petition of any other God or any other authority for 30 days, they must be put to death in the den of lions. This was not just to stop a man. This was to erase from the earth someone that walked and believed and served and worshipped the holy God. Hear my people and know that this has come down through the years. Since the resurrection of thy Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, since the revealing of the power of the resurrected and indwelling Christ, all forces and powers of hell have been turned loose to stop not just the preaching of the word, but the revealing that the kingdom of God would take its abode in a people in these last days. You must look and see that this is not a personal fight. You must understand that this is a worldwide force. Not just an earthly force, but this is Satan himself. This is demons and devils. Being transformed into ministers of righteousness. This is Satan himself being transformed into an angel of light. For you go this day into a time of tribulation, persecution, that is now set in motion in the earth, for without this, except you go into these sufferings, you cannot be made ready to reveal the very fullness of the Christ dwelling bodily in a chosen seed. For the sufferings that you enter into, this tribulation, are the sufferings of Christ. As I allow these things to happen, you will be molded and made. You will be brought forth in mine image and in my likeness. But you must awaken to the fight. You must awaken and cast out eyes upon all the powers 
that have been set themselves to fight against thee. Understand the battle and understand that the battle's not yours, but the battle is mine. Give ear and hear that religion is at work. There are many that will preach and prophesy and even be used in gifts. And they shall have a measure of the anointing of my spirit, saith God. Those are the ones the devil does not fear. Those are the ones that shall go on in religion as they have for thousands of years. But those of ye that see and understand the revealing of the kingdom, those of ye that pray for the powers of the resurrected Christ to be revealed, those of ye that search and seek and press and knock and fight, for the kingdom of heaven to be revealed and you set your hearts to seek first this kingdom you are the ones that Satan will oppose you are the ones that shall suffer violence you are the ones under attack my people this is not coming from a church this is not coming from an individual this is not coming from a group this is coming from the very throne power of Satan, from the very forces of hell that is in his grasp and his power. Yea, he has come to deceive the very elect, if possible. Allow not that attention to be focused on minute things. Allow not the enemy to divide thee. Scatter thee or cause thee to get distracted on frivolous things. For this is the day that the authority and the dominion of the kingdom will start to be revealed. For this day I, the Lord, drop the plumb line from heaven to earth. This day, God, raise a standard of righteousness. And holiness, ye shall find that sanctification, yea, and a hunger for holiness does return to the hearts of my people, yea, and a faith, and a prayer, and a hunger, and a desire to know me shall arise in the very hearts and minds of those that I have chosen to possess thy kingdom. 
Prepare yourselves for battle, my children. Prepare yourselves for the warfare that is at hand. For I have told you, and many of ye have misinterpreted my scriptures. But I have told thee that the weapons of thy warfare are not carnal. What I am trying to tell you, my people, is you are not fighting against carnality. You are not fighting, yea, against men and evil. Yea, but you are fighting spiritual wickedness. You are fighting, yea, as Paul, yea, and Philip did. When he went down to Samaria, he was stood by witchcraft and sorcery. As Paul went forth to declare this kingdom, he was withstood. Baalabas the sorcerer, as the reality of God is revealed, even as Jenny's and Jambres withstood Moses, and the forces of hell and Baal withstood Elijah. You are being withstood, my people. You are being fought against by the very powers of hell and the principalities and powers of Satan that is coming in to deceive and to deflect thee from possessing the very kingdom of thy God. You must rally yourselves to come together in a unity of the faith. You must rally yourselves to come together in one spirit. You must gather yourselves together in prayer and fight for this kingdom is at the door. As long as the enemy can keep you divided, as long as the enemy can cause you to be distracted, and you can labor in things that bring forth no fruit unto perfection or righteousness, then the enemy is winning the fight. So this is a day. This is a day, my people, that you hear my word, that you examine yourselves to see if you be in the faith or not. For many good people, yea, even many that love me, that are preaching, that are prophesying, that are even being used by the working of my spirit. They are not declaring the gospel of the kingdom. No other gospel has suffered the persecution. No other people has suffered tribulation and did I not tell you by my servant Paul that through much tribulation you must enter into the kingdom of God hear me this day for there are seducing spirits that have gone forth across the earth 
Be still and look across the earth. See the violence. See the wickedness of man. See the working of laws and governments that are tearing down standards of morality and have come against the preaching of righteousness that now the door of sin has been opened in the church and in the pulpit. The laws that are being passed to protect perversion and perverted living. The things that are happening in the physical persecution against Christians in many countries and even in that own nation. Christianity is under attack. But there has been a dullness of hearing. There's been a blindness of eyes and a hardness of heart that has caused many not to see. And if they see, it has taken away thy concern. Listen. Hear. Understand that the very gospel of the kingdom is now suffering violence. It is now being attacked from many different areas, both naturally and spiritually. If you do not hear, you do not listen and understand, then the enemy will divide and scatter. The enemy will keep you distracted doing your own thing and going your own way. But I say unto you, my people, it is time to search and seek for my divine will. It is time to petition the God of all creation to come together in one mind, one spirit, speaking the same things and having the same judgment. For I have said in my word, how can two walk together except they be agreed. And even my spirit and my word is working in some of your homes to purge out division, to purge out upsetness, to purge out distractions because you cannot serve me in distractions and upsetness and continual confusion and division. Ye must be in agreement of my word and my spirit to walk with me. You cannot walk with one that does not believe my word, that does not see the seriousness of the kingdom. For that that has come in to bring forth Division and confusion and doctrines of devils 
They are seducing spirits. They are the same spirit that convinced Eve that she could break my word and there would be no consequence. Hear me this day. For you are fighting and you are warring many spirits that have attacked thy mind. So you must realize that these strongholds have to be torn down. This is not flesh and blood, my people. Your weapons are not carnal. This is not meant to fight man. But this is meant to face strongholds in thy mind. This is meant to cast down imaginations. For it is Satan's business to cause imaginations to run wild in your mind and cause you to think that those that you worship with are against you. The enemy can place a seed of division and confusion in your mind. And if you do not pull down this stronghold, if you do not cast down these imaginations and you do not get rooted and grounded in my word and come against that that exalteth itself against the very knowledge of God, you must learn my scriptures, not in thy knowledge, but in the revealing of my spirit. For in thy knowledge, the scripture can mean one thing. In the revealing of my spirit, it can, it can mean another. By bringing you together to school thee, to train thee, to edify thee, to equip thee, to mature thee, and to prepare thee to be brought forth. For many, 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 many multitudes are in the valley of decision. And they are looking for the realness of thy God. It's time to press. It's time to press, my children. It's time to press. It's time to become violent. It's time to fight in war and labor for the reality of thy God to be revealed in thy lives. It's not what you preach. It's not how you explain things. It's not the analogies and the stories that shall move people. But it is the demonstration of my spirit that has come in power that shall cause people to see that the God that thou dost serve is real. Hold fast. Be not moved. Do not doubt. When you see what looks like thy very end, when you see what looks like thy demise, and when you see that thou art being lowered as Daniel was into the pit of ravenous lions, then be still 
know that I am God. For a people that disbelieve and trust me are coming forth. A people that no plague shall touch them, neither shall any plague or disease come nigh their dwelling. For I this day tell thee, my children, that I shall give my angels charge over thee in a way they've never been given. A charge of the Spirit of God goes out to the angels of heaven this day, and I command them to overshadow thee and protect thee and keep thee. Lest at any time I would dash thy foot against a stone. Just walking down a path and you're going to trip on a stone and hurt thyself physically. My God shall cause my angels to bear thee up. If at any time the path that I walk on spiritually, the enemy has laid a snare. I've given my angels charge over thee. Yea, and I am coming forth in thee to bring thee forth in a fire of my word and my spirit. For did I not say that I would make thee my ministers a flame of fire? And I would cause my angels to be ministering spirits unto you. Knowest thou that help is dispatched from above. Knowest thou that in all circumstance and situation, help is dispatched this day from above. And I say unto thee, gather thyself unto the Lord. Even as Moses stood in the gate of the camp, and he saw many committing fornication and worshiping idols, Lewdness and evilness was going on. And he stood and he cried, Let them that are on the Lord's side be gathered unto me. Make a choice. Make a choice. Make a choice. For even the call is given. Even a cry has gone out. Let all that be on the Lord's side be gathered unto the side of righteousness. Hear me, my people. For there are things in your lives. There are things in your thoughts. There are things that you deal with on a daily basis that pull thee away from righteousness that pull thee from prayer and seek in my face, that pulls thee and wars in thy mind to keep thee from coming together in one mind, in one accord, in this body coming into a unity. Hear my word. Examine thyself. For even the enemy has stood up. Even people do mock and make fun. And they say, where is thy God? 
even thou art despised, thou art treated with disrespect as the offscouring of the earth. But know that I, God, will step forth in reality and power. For this is the day. This is the day that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hear me. Doubt not. Only believe. For ye are my people. Ye are my chosen seed. And I will bring forth a righteous chosen generation. I will birth a holy nation. And I will bring forth a royal priesthood. Here. Stand fast and believe. And know that my word and my spirit and the angel of my presence has stepped in thy midst this day to give thee eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the spirit to speak to the church. Shilo Shakra Mutra Maradadandra Ohata. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody find me that scripture that talks about Why do the heathen rage and people imagine vain things? I know it's Old Testament, but I think Paul quoted it in the New Testament. I've never seen the powers of darkness and spiritual wickedness that have stood against God's people to stop the preaching of the kingdom. Get my Bible for me, just please. I mean, a couple of days ago, the Lord started troubling my spirit. But I never knew what we were up against. This thing ain't just a group of people persecuting the church, Sister Pat. This thing is worldwide. This thing stems from the forces of hell. Do you realize everywhere the reality of God has come forth, Satan has stood up to oppose? I mean, I was astounded 
uh, had my grandkids at the house Friday night. So my wife called me up there and we prayed with them. And they wanted me to tell them a Bible story. So I just, in my heart, said, well, I'll just talk about Daniel. And I did, and they had a little, I didn't know they had a little book there, but that, that's what was in my heart. And my granddaughter went and found her Bible story book about Daniel. And, you know, I read it to him and just broke it down because she's five and he's, what, three? You can't tell him a whole lot. But then the Lord started dealing with me later on about Daniel. Um, yeah, this is in uh, Daniel 6, I believe. Yes, Daniel 6 and verse 7. I want y'all to look at this. You've got to realize what you're up against. You ain't fighting flesh and blood, children. Y'all hear me? You ain't fighting flesh and blood. There are people right now that if you stand for righteousness, they're ready to take your life. And a lot of them claim to be religious folks. How many of y'all read in the Word where it says they'll kill you and believe they do God's service. Do y'all know what Paul done before he was converted? He killed people. Men and women had him put in prison, caused him to blaspheme, and he done it under the law because he believed he was right. He put people to death and thought he was doing God's service. And once Paul got converted, that was the that was the message your Satan had buffeted him. That's what he couldn't forgive himself for. That was Paul's infirmity. He could not forgive himself for all the people that he had put to death and caused homes to be busted up. He said, I, I committed him to prison, both men and women. Put him to death. Had him tortured, beaten. And then he turned around and wrote three-fourths of the New Testament after God changed him. See, y'all don't know the powers that's working. Y'all don't know the powers that are at work. But I want you to listen to this in verse 7. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or any man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Y'all see what was against Daniel? Y'all see, well, it, it wasn't a couple of men got jealous. This was to stop the very revealing of a God of heaven. This was to stop because they knew Daniel's God was real. They hadn't seen him work. Nebuchadnezzar had done declared that the, Dan, the God of Daniel was a God to be worshipped and feared and praised because he interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream. But then Nebuchadnezzar moved on Darius to become king. 
And Darius loved Daniel. He didn't know these men were setting him up to destroy Daniel. He was lifted up in his own pride. Man, that sounds good. Anybody ask a petition of any other God but me, any other man but me for 30 days, yeah, we'll kill him. And Daniel knowing that they had passed this law, went and got on his knees and opened his windows toward Jerusalem, cried out to his God three times a day. We're in a fight. We're in a fight. We're in a spiritual warfare. If y'all don't make up your minds to come together in prayer and fight for what God's doing right here, there ain't nothing I can do. I done told y'all what God showed us that he'd do in prayer. He'll cause the spirit of conviction to go out of this church. and I've seen God go out and in a five-mile radius start convicting people of their sins, start drawing them to this church. And I can see it just as plain as if that door was open and a car stopped out there on the street. Somebody rolled that window down, pointed their finger out, said, the God in that church real. They knew it, Sister Pat. They knew there was something real in here. But you know what scares me? Nothing else is really being fought. Now, y'all may not think I know what I'm talking about. But y'all remember when the Lord spoke to me back on the... 2nd of January in Fort Payne and I come in here the next day and preached it and I was in prayer the Lord told me he said the baptism of the Holy Ghost in tongues of fire he said it's different than being baptized into my death and you don't want to believe me or not the Lord told me there's people out there they are anointed they are preaching they are prophesying. They are praying for the sick. But they're not a threat to the devil because they're not declaring this kingdom. They're not declaring the gospel that the resurrected power of Christ can live in you. That's when the devil gets worried about you. I don't care what you preach. I don't care how you live your life. I don't care what you do. Until you begin to believe and declare that the full resurrected power of Christ can live right here, that's when you become a threat to the devil and not before. Not before. Don't matter where God brought you from, but Donald. Done a great work in your life. Delivered you, man, but he delivered you for a reason. But do you step out there and start declaring this kingdom and you start seeking for the resurrected Christ to be embodied in you? devil don't care about you. He ain't worried about you. No matter how much head knowledge you got about the Word, no matter what you got up here. Don't matter, says Kathy. Says Susie, it don't matter what God's wrought in your life. Don't matter what you've suffered, what you've been through, how you've hurt. Don't matter. To this kingdom takes hold of you. To this kingdom takes hold of you and you begin to press for it. So you begin to fight for it. See, people, I've tried to tell people the Lord told me in 91. See if you can give me a little bit of trouble, Brother Judd. The Lord told me in 91, He said the church is on the wrong foundation. He said, I didn't raise up the church. 
in these last days to be led by prophet's ministry. Because he said in his word, from the days of John the Baptist until now, you've had the law and the prophets. But from now, the kingdom of heaven is brought forth. The kingdom of heaven is revealed. And that's the fivefold ministry. That's the fivefold ministry. Are the prophets part of it? Yeah, but they ain't the head. The apostles takes five ministries. And people that ain't seeking for these five ministries to be restored and come in and govern the church, y'all track. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you say about me. Y'all track. I'm going to tell you right now, there's an emptiness in people. They're looking for something. They can't find it. They can't find it in good church. And I'm not criticizing nobody. People love to praise God. They love to worship God. But all churches turned into is good worship and good praise. And then just a little preaching that don't really get out and deal with much anymore. Preachers are empty. People are empty, and there's people out there with calls of God on their life. They're searching because there's something in here missing. You hear me? It's missing. No way you're going to find it is in the kingdom. You ain't going to find it nowhere else. But this is what's going to be fought. This is what's going to be fought. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To what? To the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of imaginations. And this thing that's set up in people, telling them that they know God and they know who God is, and it really exalts itself against the very word of God. People have gone into religious deception. People, I, I don't care what they say about me. People are blind. And y'all tell me what's being done. Tell me what's being done. Sister Brish, I'm, I'm glad you're here today. I really am. I'm glad you're here. That is how you pronounce your name, isn't it? Because I know she's been around my meetings since she's a little girl. So is her brother Joseph. But y'all, all right, let's say we have a good church service. Spirit of God falls. People lay hands on each other. People shout, they talk in tongues, they praise God. Let's say you're standing up with your hands raised, Brother Philip, and I come by and lay hands on you. The Spirit of God falls on you, and you weep, and you cry and talk in tongues. Y'all know about how long that lasts? Probably about two or three minutes. And then time you blink your eyes, people sitting out like nothing's ever happened to them. So tell me what was accomplished. What was accomplished? The whole church service goes that way. And nobody was changed. Nobody was edified. Nobody was strengthened. Nobody got a, a vision to get. Tell me what was accomplished. Just good tradition. Just good church. Am I making sense to anybody? It's not that God ain't trying. It's we won't let Him. We won't let Him. 
Where'd y'all say that scripture was? Psalms 2? I mean, all my notes are on this today. Hadn't even had a chance to edit them and print them out. But everything the Lord brought, brought out. And I was on my knees praying, and this is what the Lord spoke in my spirit. Verse, Psalms chapter 2 and verse 1. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth, the governments and rulers of the earth, The principalities and powers Paul spoke about. All the governments and rulers of the earth, they've done what? Are y'all reading this? What does it say? What does it say there, sis? The rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds and Y'all see that? They won't destroy us. They won't destroy us. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Saying something's being done in the quarter, sister Deborah. Are y'all getting the big picture? Are y'all getting the big picture? That this ain't something that's just happening in LOJ. This ain't something happening in Fort Payne. This ain't something happening in Dalton or Chatsworth. Every principality and power, Paul said. He said, we ain't wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. against rulers of darkness of this world. There's your witchcraft, your sorcerers, your soothsayers. You're bewitching. Lisa, come here. I want you to tell them what the Lord showed you Tuesday night a week ago in prayer. I want you all to listen. The Lord spoke in prayer Tuesday night uh, to first to press him, to press him for our calling, that we take for granted that just because he's called and chosen us that it's just going to fall in our laps. And he, he just so in, in, uh, you know, advised and encouraged us to press him, to seek for that, to possess it, that Satan had opposed us. And we were going to have to press him. And he gave me the example of Hannah when she, uh, and how Peninnah, and I spoke a little bit about that last week, and then I'll get to the very end of the visual thing that I saw. But this is what he spoke first. And he uh, gave me Hannah and how Peninnah just provoked her every year, every year for years. She kept having children, and Hannah couldn't, and I could just see the torment. And he equated that as Satan. He allows us to be buffeted by Satan. But it was to provoke Hannah to get to the place where she was willing, no matter what, for the will of God to be done. Because 
He needed Samuel to be in that temple. That was the divine plan of God. And it wasn't going to work to just bless her with a son. She had, he had to know that she would place him where she, he had to be. And that was his divine plan. So it took a mother provoked. So we have a purpose. Maybe for Hannah, it was to give birth to Samuel. That was a great, had she not obeyed God, we might not have had Samuel. We'd had to raise up somebody else. So don't belittle your place in God. What if you're, whatever your place is. So she got provoked to the place that no matter what, she made that peace with God. You give me that son and I'll give him to you. Well, that's us. God, you give me your son and your Christ manifest in my life and I'll give my life to you. When we reach that place of that prayer, then he can move. Then the appointed time is made in our lives that Christ can be birthed in us when we're willing to give it to him. Anyway, and that's how he pressed us and spoke. And he spoke about the opposition to his word. And if you've stood and never been on a high mountain, a vista, and you've looked out, whether it be here or in the Appalachians, anywhere, or down the Blue Ridge Parkway, and you can see mountains as far as you can see, they just go like this, mountain ranges. And that's what I saw, was mountain ranges. And the Lord said it's the, the breadth and the depth of that and the hardness of that, because mountains being rock, that that had been the multitude of the opposition, far and wide and hard. But he also said it was no match for him that he would bulldoze it. That's the word the Lord said. He would bulldoze it and he would make every low place high and every high place low. But then as the Spirit of the Lord tarried and hovered, he spoke strange things and evil unloosed, unleashed. And I saw what I call, and he spoke dragons. And I don't, I, I won't pretend to know what all that means other than it's evil. And I saw a dragon, what I would describe as a dragon. And from the, from here up, like that's his neck. In the top of his body coming up out of whatever he was coming up out of. And I saw that long neck with like fins or whatever you would call them going down his neck. And I saw an evil face. And I saw teeth. I saw a tongue. I saw eyes. And I saw fire. And evil is the only thing. Evil. I had no other word than evil. So I don't get the sense, I had no sense of good in any of that. Whether it be specific to this body or the body of Christ. But since then, my, my sense is more the body of Christ. Evil. Great evil. That's why we have to press him. We're going to be consumed with that evil. We won't, Brother Donald, be able to withstand the powers of evil. You won't stop an evil thought from coming to your mind. And you won't stop it from even 
laying hold in your mind without the mind of Christ. We have no clue at the evil that's being unleashed in the earth. We walk a little fancy life and we, we spout the name of Christ, but we're not taking that mind of Christ. And we're just barely keeping Satan at bay. We're just barely keeping these thoughts at bay. Well, without more of Christ in us, it's going to embed in our minds and then it's going to embed in our soul and we'll be taken over. Many think that cannot happen. Many say, I've served God all my life. I've had the Holy Ghost since I was nine. What good is it if it's not maturing and manifesting the Spirit of Christ? And we follow the instruction. We've got to submit ourselves to the working of the Spirit of God. That changes our mind. That's another, uh, uh, the Lord spoke. And he said that his people were bound with witchcraft and seducing spirits. And that's very troubling to me. To sit in the house of God and not know that you're bound. And not able to discern whether the word that's preached is the word of truth. If you hunger for the truth, God will always bring you back to the truth. You might get on a bunny trail, but you will come back because you're His. And you, you, and he, and you hunger for truth. He'll do that. He won't leave you. He may let you go and experience some other things. But I'm going to tell you, the hour they're in, He ain't letting us wander now. He's calling everybody home. We ain't got time for that now. It's time to get back home and get in the truth. He said he was raising up his army. You can't be over there fighting for ISIS and be in his army too. So you got to have attentive ears. And he said this was a season. He was allowing a season to be ministered right now where the shackles and chains by the word of truth being spoken doesn't have to be the laying on of hands. That's not what I saw. What I saw was the word of truth being spoken. And it was causing chains, spiritual chains, to drop. The witchcraft, the seducing spirits. But this is what I saw. He said he was giving his people an opportunity to step out of it. Once those chains are broken... It's up to you to step out. I've been involved at least twice in my life in ministries and operations that weren't in line with the truth. And when God brought me the truth both times, the first time, Sister Pat, I was so scared to leave that place. I had to step out. God had made the way for me, but it took me physically, literally, with every fiber of my being, doing it. To walk away. To follow the truth. It cost me everything at that time that was dear to me. Except my mother. We did it together. You must step out when God opens the door. And I say that because we got a lot of people listening as well. It's not just us here. When God opens the door of truth, you got to go through it. And when he said he was going to destroy the yokes with preaching of the truth, the truth is what makes you free. But I saw those shackles fall, but you got to step out. And you got to pursue your calling. you got to pursue what God chose you for. It's not up to him to make it happen in your life. Do you know that? It's up to you to make it happen. It was up to him. It's up to me 
He can't make this happen in my life. I have to do it. I have to set everything aside in my life that would hinder me. Whatever it would be. And it's no different for anybody else. We all have to set aside. And I have such a imploring, such a pulling and a, for people if we don't do this now. If we don't do this now. If not now, when? But if not now, they may not be around to. And I, I don't know how many people really believe that. But I determined not to let my life, by God's grace, be cut short because he has to move me out of the way. Then I'm a hindrance to somebody else. I want to finish my course. I want to run my race. And I do want him to say, well done. Well done. I don't want to stand there. And none of us do. With blood on our hands, knowing we didn't fulfill that call and that purpose. Don't let yourself be seduced. You know, seduction, <laughs> look up the word. Seduction is not somebody forcing themselves on you. <laughs> it's sweet-talking you, enticing, that's right, pleasurable. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Find the truth and hunger for the truth. I'll say this last and pass it back to pastor, but there's so much untruth out there that Christians today are convincing themselves. They're using the word. They're doing anything that they can to convince themselves and give themselves peace at their lifestyle. And they will, and it sounds good. I read two things that I, I'm not, a, I, I, I happened to friend someone and, uh, who I thought was Christian and, you know, we, we would share same beliefs and, and they, uh, you know, related an article. So I thought I would read it. I thought this would probably be good. I was shocked. I read two different articles. I said, well, I won't be reading anything else. That's the end of that. I don't put that stuff in my mind and my spirit because then you got to get it out. But when I began to read how they delude the word of God and they take the word of God, and make it to justify and saying how Jesus, all he wants you to do is love each other. He doesn't care if a woman loves a woman and a man loves a man. And, oh, yeah, well, you for, totally left out fornication. I know he spoke about adorning, you know, I can at least go there with you, but they don't want to go to murder, fornication, adultery. Most of your common church folk aren't going to do the Same sex. But they're going to fornicate, be adultery, have adultery, lie, cheat. The Bible says if you look on a man, yeah, come on, give me Jesus' words. Give them to me. He says if you look on somebody with your heart and lust after him, you've already committed adultery. But see, they X that out because they don't even think adultery is a problem. Anyway, stay in the truth. Stay in the truth. I don't advise reading a lot of extra stuff myself. I don't generally do that. I thought it would be uplifting, but I was very wrong. And I said, oh, my goodness, if this is what people, and it is, I started, that's what people are spitting out. Stay in the truth. Thank you, Lord. See, God's talking to us. He's talking to us. But, you know, it doesn't matter what God says. You're the one that got to hear and you the one that's got to apply it to your life. Because the Lord ain't going to make you 
serve him. He could. God could bring his spirit down right now and put all of us on our face and cause us to serve him. He's not going to do it. It's free will. It's free will. But when she spoke that about the dragon, and you said it was like it's breathing out fire, the Lord gave me this scripture, and if you want to jot this down, this is in Acts, the ninth chapter, and this is the first verse. And it says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. He wasn't just threatening them. He was breathing out threatenings and slaughter. We fix to face persecution. You stand for righteousness, you fix to face persecution. They've got these laws now where you preach against homosexuality, they can arrest you for a hate crime. That's what preachers are facing. Preachers are facing, if they preach righteousness, if you preach it out in public, it's coming down to preaching it in the churches. They're going to put you in jail. Are they going to try? It's going to be whether God wants you in jail or not. You know, some people like, well, why would God want you in jail? I don't know why he put Paul there. Paul wrote three-fourths of the New Testament. Most of it was from prison. Did you all understand that? Huh? Yeah. They exiled him to the Isle of Patmos, left him there a year wanting him to die, tried to boil him in oil, throwing him off a cliff. Couldn't. What not it's time for him to go? So God's trying to take us into a relationship where we'll have something to stand. So I'm going to tell you something. Ain't very many people ready for persecution. You know anybody ready for persecution? I can tell you I don't even know if I'm ready. I'm not going to tell you I got it. I'm going to tell you there's a place God's trying to take us. Will you be able to stand? It's not being anointed by the Holy Ghost. It's not having the Holy Ghost. Y'all may not understand what I'm telling you, but I'm telling you if you read Romans the sixth chapter and you study it, there's a difference in Romans the sixth chapter where he talks about being baptized into his death. Because when you get baptized into his death, truly baptized into his death then this body of sin or this sin nature is destroyed. We ain't never come there. As long as that sin nature is alive, you ain't going to be ready for persecution because your flesh is going to rear up. I mean, somebody might come up and say something to me or put their hands on me and put their hands on her. That's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different story. See, you've got to be able to sustain and withstand Whatever happens. And we ain't there. We ain't there, children. And there's a a spirit. Y'all say what you want to. Lord told us back in the spring that ministers were operating by soothsaying. And they were operating by divination and witchcraft. And then when the prophecy came out of the ministers meeting at her Sister Daniels in June, Sister Angela prophesied. I wasn't there. She prophesied that there was people right there in their midst that's working by spirits of soothsaying and working by the wrong spirit. Y'all remember this from Malachi, the third chapter? I brought this out when I preached on this. God talks about 
how he's going to suddenly come to his temple and he's going to purge the sons of Levi, which is the ministry. Y'all remember that? See, right now God's purging the ministry. God's getting uncleanness out of the ministry. He's getting, he's getting these preachers out here preaching for money and preaching for fame and reputation. Now, I want y'all to know I'm only going to go so far with this word because I don't want my reputation messed up. Too late, ain't it, sis? She can tell you. People talk about me. They don't like this word. They don't like this standard. Huh? I got the best one in the world. And you can rest sure to one thing. I'm set for the defense of the gospel. Because I will defend this word. Amen. But I want to show you right here in, in Malachi 3. In verse 5. And I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against the false swears and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the wicked and the fatherless, and turn aside the stranger from his rights and fear not me, saith the Lord. The Lord told me that's, that's what we got in the ministry today. We got adulterers. We got sorcerers. We got them that swear falsely. We got them that oppress people. The preachers today have made merchandise out of God's people. And I refuse to do it. I won't do it. Just Susie, I know enough preachers. I could preach all during the week. Be right here on the weekends. Wouldn't have financial worry. Wouldn't have to worry about finances. I won't preach for money. I won't sell the gift of God. There's a gift of God in me. There's a gift of healings and miracles and deliverance that God put in here through dedication and consecrations. Well, there's a lot of people who lay hands on you. There's a lot of people who prophesy the word of the Lord to you. But you can rest sure to one thing. When I do it, something will change. Something will move. God's confirmed this word too many times here and in Fort Payne and everywhere I've ever been. God's always confirmed this word. Man, I was at Brother Mark's last Thursday night, and I preached that message on a new generation and a new visitation and a new anointing coming forth. And Brother, the pastor's sister come up and said, I got bulging disc in my back, and I'm in severe pain. I done had a knee operation. Think about operating on my back. And I set her down, and when we pulled her feet up, this like this. Wasn't none of this. This like this. And the pastor was standing there, and I pulled him up. He said, I wish I'd look at that. Man, you could see it. So, I mean, almost three inches looked like. And he said, I wish I'd look at that. And there's four or five standing around me. And he said, oh, my God, look at that. And I said, watch, 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 watch. And within five seconds, that foot, I didn't even pray, didn't exercise faith, didn't ask God to do it. It just grew out there by the, the virtue and the power that was in that place. God just done it to confirm that word. Because we're moving into a new generation. You don't move with God, fix them, get left behind. Pillow cloud stayed, children of Israel stayed. Pillow cloud moved. Whether it's pillow cloud at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or pillow fire at 3 o'clock in the morning, you better move with it. 
or you get left behind. Amen. God's reaching for us. Get scales off your ass. Get scales off your ass. And realize this ain't something right here the devil's trying to do locally. This is worldwide. This is worldwide. Better make up your mind if you want the kingdom. Better make up your mind to fight for it. You want this church? You better make up your mind to fight for it. You better do everything you can spiritually, prayerfully, financially, physically. Better do everything you can. Because the enemy's raging. What did it say there? Why do the heathen rage? They're raging. Ungodly people don't care. They're raging. They want to know where our God is. Sometimes I don't blame them. Seeing all this junk goes on in some of these churches, it'll make you ask, well, where's your God? He said, in the kings of the whole earth, all the governments. Y'all see what stood up against Daniel? Principalities, governors, counselors. Stood up against him. Why they knew his God was real. And they didn't want the reality of that God in their heathen, idolic nation. America's just about turned heathen and idolic. You hear me? Ichabod's just about rolled over the door. Most of the churches, presence of God ain't there. It ain't there. Y'all hear me? Uh-uh. Oh, Darius loved Daniel, just like Nebuchadnezzar loved him. But it wasn't enough. Because when he passed that law, he couldn't reverse that law. And if God hadn't been with him, it put him to death. But you know what happened to all those that persuaded that king to pass that law? I don't think it was just them. I think it was their families. I think their kids, everything. You can rest assured of one thing, but God's fighting against rebellion. People that are rebellious to the word and the will of God. There's a visitation of the Spirit. God picks and deal with them. Because he said your rebellion is his witchcraft and your stubbornness is his idolatry. Is that right? You can't be rebellious to the word and the will of God. You can't be rebellious to what God wants to work in your life. Because when God starts talking to you and God starts drawing you and God starts moving you, you put your feet in the mud. Rest sure to one thing somewhere. God won't tan your hide. That's the way I know how to put it. Because everybody here up here knows what I mean. And I tell you, God won't tan your hide. <laughs> and you might preach to a bunch of city folks. And they don't know what a hide tanning is, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Or God will give you a whooping. <laughs> and he will give you a whooping. But here's the thing. Don't put your hand to this word. Don't put your hand to the plow. And then pull back. If you want this kingdom, fight for it. But don't, don't get in here and fight for it and then pull back. And then fight for it and then pull back. Because the Lord said if you do, he said you ain't fit. Is that what it says? Any man puts his hand to the plow or puts his hand to the plow of the kingdom and pulleth back? Man, before you put your hand to this, you better. And most people get around this. I warn them right up front. 
You throw your hat in the ring with me, you can rest sure of one thing. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be lied on. Didn't I tell you that, Sister Susie? Didn't I tell you that, Sister Kathy? Didn't I tell you that? Told you. I said, I don't know what it is about this gospel. I teach a righteousness. I teach clean living. I teach a dedication. I, I just straight preach the word. We've been in this church over a year, Sister Pat, and I straight preach the word. But when I get into this kingdom being revealed, oh, something rises up in people that can't stand it. Because it separates you from the world. If the Spirit of God in you ain't separating you from the world, you got the wrong spirit. If you claim the Spirit of God and it ain't separating you from the world and it ain't reproving sin and it ain't purging out unrighteousness, you got the wrong spirit. He said, when he, the Spirit of truth has come, he will, first thing he'll do is what? Reprove sin. He'll reprove sin. Amen. Amen. There ain't very many preachers who preach against sin. They don't step on nobody's toes. Well, I don't just wear boots. Y'all know what snake boots are? <laughs> they come way up there. They come way up there, don't they, Brother Donald? Because most snakes come at you, they're going to catch you from the ankle up to your calf. They don't usually hit above the knee. So I don't just wear snake boots. Mine are steel-toed. <laughs> and they may have a few spikes on the bottom. But the word's going to be declared. So if you don't believe this kingdom suffered violence, and you don't believe you're going to have to get violent with the devil and take it by force, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. Amen. Because right now, preachers are just going in circles and recycling old messages trying to make something happen. So we have good church, like I said. So people shout, people praise God, people feel good when they leave. What was really accomplished? I mean, if God didn't do something in somebody's heart and life, what was accomplished? Just good church. Makes you think. I may not be the best preacher in the world. But buddy, I can make you think. I can make you examine yourself. There may be people that can preach a whole lot better than I can. There ain't very many who get down to the nitty-gritty like I do. Make you examine yourself. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord today. I really do. I appreciate the Lord today. Take that top over for me, Brother Donald. Hold that for me. Sister Labrishka, why don't you stand up here? The Lord spoke to me about you a while ago. God led you here today. The Spirit of God grew you. I want you to listen to what I'm telling you. You're called of God. God has begun to gift you. Now, you listen to me. You're not ready for ministry yet, but God's drawing you there. But what you're setting under... Ain't going to get the job done for you. I love your mom and daddy. You know that. They're good people. But you need the knowledge of this kingdom.
You need this revealed in you to come forth in what God's called you to do. And it's the only thing that's going to do it. So if you want this, you're going to have to come after it. But don't come after it and back up. I'm telling you. Because you have cycled your whole life. You've got something from God, and then it's run out. And then you've got something from God, and it's run out. You've got something, and right now you're empty. And you don't know what to do, and you don't know which way to go. That's why the Spirit of God led you here today. But God just don't want to do something for you. And then you go run out again. God wants to settle you. He wants to establish you. And he wants to get you ready. There's a lot of people you can help. But you're going to have to have a life that has a testimony. Not what you do in church. What you do outside of church. Your life is your testimony. It ain't what you say in church. It ain't what you sing. It ain't what you prophesy. Anybody can stand up in the house of God and sing, shout, testify, and prophesy. It's how you live your life. See, people want confidence in you outside them walls. Because Paul talked about people that are without. He was talking about people outside the faith. You've got to have testimony to them as well as people inside the faith. There's a force that keeps warring against your mind. You get away from it, and then it comes back. And you get away from it, and then it comes back. You get away from it and it comes back. But the yak to run stuchwe etra. Banstomanania. You torment the spirit of hell. I bind you and I charge you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Leave. Whoa. Loose her mind. Loose her mind. Loose her mind. Bring peace. Bring peace. God, you stirred something up in her. Don't let it settle. Don't let it settle, Lord. God, you still have that hunger. You still have that thirst after righteousness. For you said you've not called us to uncleanness, but you've called us unto holiness. You've called us unto true holiness, Lord. God, you draw her in. You put a hook in her jaw today and you draw her into this truth. God, she can be such an asset. To the word of this kingdom, she can be such a prayer warrior, such a laborer. Oh, my God. I see something being poured down in you right now, Jehoah. It's going down in you right now. It's going down in you. It's going down in you. It's going down in you. I feel it like a warm flow. Just like a warmness just settling down there. Oh, my God, there it is. Go ahead. Go ahead. There it is. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. My God, let it work. I don't want you to shout. I don't want you to get something. Because I'm going to tell you something. God's people can't keep recycling. That's what I've seen this so many times in people's lives. There it is. It's falling on you. Just go ahead and let it take control. Go ahead and let it take control. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Let the fire of your spirit, let it sink down in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God's wanting to take us somewhere. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let it sink down in you. Let it sink down in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now listen to me. There's a gift in you. God's put it there. It's worked, and it's worked in part. But God has a perfection for that gift. But you need edifying, you need teaching, and you need training because God's beginning to bring forth a different anointing. And as much as I love the people that are around you and know them by the Spirit, they're not going to equip you. I'm telling you, it ain't a criticism. There just ain't that depth there. And God wants to pull you into this depth. You hear me? God has chosen you from the foundation of this world to be used a vessel. But you can't keep recycling, sister. And you know I'm telling you the truth. you got to let this thing settle in your spirit. There's got to be a daily dedication and a consecration before the Lord. And that's the only way you're going to change. But God loves you. And he set his spirit on you. And he set his word in you. You know the word. There's a working of the spirit of God in you. But it ain't, it ain't brought forth the results God desires. So give yourself to him. Give yourself to him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. See, it's like I said, it don't matter what God speaks to you. If you don't apply yourself to the gift and working of the Spirit of God, you can, you can get the greatest word in the world. I had a minister tell me the other day that somebody came to their church and they ministered to this individual. One of the greatest words you'd ever want to hear anybody minister. But their life is, their personal life is a mess. And God reaching for him to change him and to bring him in. See, what y'all don't realize, God ministers to you. He ministers your potential. <laughs> he ministers what he wants to make out of you. He don't minister to you where you're at. When God tells you what he'll do and how he'll use you, that's your potential. That's where he'll take you. <laughs> it's not where you're at. God can tell you where you're at. You may not want to hear it. <laughs> Most time, like you said, God don't have to tell you where you're at. You pretty well know where you're at. Hallelujah. And I felt something deep go inside you, sister. I felt something deep go down in you. You just go ahead and worship the Lord. You just go ahead and let God work that commitment in you because he's... He's wanting to work something in you to bring you into his divine will. You know, it's, it's not what we want to do with our lives. Did y'all know the, the word servant in the Bible means slave? Did y'all know that? When Paul said, I'm a servant of the Lord, he was actually saying, I'm a slave. Yeah. 
I'm a slave. I'm a slave to the Lord. He said, I'm the Lord's prisoner, both naturally and spiritually. Go ahead and pour it all out. There's a deep work. I'm telling you, there's a deep work into the Spirit of God right there. God's bringing it in. But like I said, you've got to let it work. I'm not trying to hinder. I'm not trying to hinder what God's doing in her. If she'll yield to it, it'll, it'll take control. Hallelujah. God put this church here for a purpose. He put it right here on these grounds for a purpose. He's brought every one of you people here for a purpose. Brought you here for a purpose. But see, Paul said, what he's begun in you, he'll perfect it. <laughs> he'll perfect it. He'll bring it to maturity if you let him. Because we've got too many people now that can talk in tongues and prophesy. We've got too many people now that's got a portion of the gift. We need some maturity. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. Yeah. Well, come on up. Come on up here and lay hands on her. You ladies, come on, pray with her. I'll yield to you. She can. first that's binding you you got to step out of everything that's hindering you right now and the thing that's hindering you ain't drugs it ain't alcohol it ain't none of these things it's your own flesh and blood and that ain't saying nothing bad about mommy and daddy brother and sister cousin and aunt nephew whoever this is just God has chosen you out from among them my God out from among them so that you can bring something back to them can I tell you Joseph in the Bible was chosen out from among his family and it seemed like a wicked thing to begin with and he was put down and he was talked about and his brothers and sisters and his brothers they tried to kill him and destroy him they sold him into slavery to get rid of him let me tell you something but in the end Joseph never held it against him Joseph went on to, to rule Pharaoh's house and he saved them my God do you understand what I'm telling you you've got a word inside of you that can save folk that can deliver folk my God but you've got to make that choice amen to shake it off I want you to pick your foot up right there and just shake it. Just shake it one at a time. Shake those chains off. And I want you to make your mind up as you're shaking them chains off. I ain't coming back this way no more. Amen. But I'm getting free. Say it, Labriska. I'm getting free. I'm getting free. And I'm making my mind up right now in the name of Jesus that I'm putting one foot forward. 
Hallelujah, in the right direction. Not the same direction, but the right direction. Amen. God's calling you out from among the people. Do you understand me? God's calling you out from among the people to deliver a people. You got to deliver in heart. Amen. I can feel it inside of you. You got the heart of a warrior. You want to fight. Then fight. Amen. But do like Brother Matter said this morning. You know your weapons ain't carnal. Amen. But they're spiritual. Hallelujah. When people try to distract you from the truth. Amen. When people try to distract you from this word. You gotta love them, but you gotta ignore them. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You gotta love them, but you gotta put it behind you. And you gotta say, you gotta know this. You gotta know this. Brother Matter, he said, you got to know these things. K-N-O-W. It's got to be in there. It's got to be, I mean, a foundational truth, just like salvation, just like the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just like that spirit that you was dancing with a while ago. Do you believe that was God? I'm telling you, this is God too. Amen. Hallelujah. He's wanting to call you out, glory to God, to be a deliverer. You got something they don't got, girl. You got something they don't got, so they don't understand it. They're operating in all they know, but you got something that can take them higher. You understand what I'm saying to you? Oh, yeah, I believe you do. I believe you're getting it right now. I believe you're getting it right now. Amen. God ain't pulling you away from your family. He's strengthening you for your family. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel like something's breaking. I feel like you're getting it, amen. I feel like you're getting yes. it. If you're getting it, what you need to do is say, God, I want it, amen. Hallelujah. You remember that first conversation you had with God where they told you you was going to hell if you didn't reach out to God? You remember that conversation? Hallelujah, this is kind of like the same, amen. Just more of the same. You got to believe that you want it, amen. You want it more than you want the world. You want it more than you want tradition. You want it more than anything else in the world. You gotta have it! Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! Do you believe it? Then I want you to raise your hands. I want you to receive it. Hallelujah! It's more than just believing. You gotta receive it. Amen. And then once you receive it, you gotta operate in it. Glory to God! You gotta reach for it and say, God, I want it. I want it, God. I want it, God. I want it more than anything. I need it for my family. I need it for my children. I need it for my neighbors. Hallelujah. God, I believe that you've invested inside of me. Hallelujah. Now, if you believe it, you got to operate in it. Amen. It's a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, until all of a sudden that little bit's a whole lot. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is where you shout, amen. This is where you shout, amen. That you've been set free, glory to God. Hallelujah. That you got something that you're going to help somebody with. Glory to God. It ain't just a one-time occurrence. It's going to be every day, every day, every day. Hallelujah. Glory. This is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's in the kingdom. I knew the kingdom before I even knew what the kingdom was. <laughs> it was inside of me. Glory to God. 
I thought about that scripture uh, you was talking about. Everybody was talking about how the enemy's coming against you with principalities and powers. Uh, hallelujah. And how that doctrine is getting us off on the wrong foot. Amen. But I want to tell you, uh, glory to God for that very same uh, message uh, in Psalms, I think it's 92. Uh, glory to God. We're, we're, uh, in Psalms 92 it says, you know, being covered in the shadow of his wing. And it goes on down and says, unless thy, the Lord will send the angels, except I dash thy foot against a what? A stone. You know what a stone is? Doctrine. It's the gospel. Amen. Oh yes it is. That's why Satan used it on Jesus. Hallelujah. Whenever he took him to Jerusalem. Amen. He told him, he said, just fall down and worship me. Uh, but Jesus said, thou shalt not live by bread alone. Uh, no, he said, let me just read it. Glory to God. Give me a Bible, somebody. Hurry. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, where's it at, Sissy and Luke? Oh, it's up there in the beginning. Hallelujah. I get so carried away sometimes. I get beside myself. Y'all got to forgive me for just a second. Let me get to that scripture. Mm, I think it's Luke 4 somewhere. <laughs> Lord, how mercy, Jesus. Luke 4. Okay, here it is. Luke 4. Uh, verse 3 and the devil said unto him if thou be the son of God command these stones that they be made bread well what the devil he is trying to convince him huh, that these stones could be made bread but we all know that stones represent the gospel and so does bread hallelujah and he's saying take this and make it into something different that's what he was tempting him with yes it was but Jesus replied and he said it is written thou shalt not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth every word of God and the devil taketh him up and to a high mountain and showed him the kingdom of this world in a moment of time and the devil said unto him all this power will I give thee and the glory of them and to whomsoever I will give it if thou will just worship me <coughs> all shall be thine and Jesus said unto him get thee behind me Satan for it is written thou shalt worship the Lord God and him alone now I want you to listen very carefully what the next verse says and he brought him to Jerusalem Jerusalem. Hey, all of this was about the kingdom, amen. Every single temptation, it had to deal with the kingdom. And he said, he brought him to Jerusalem and he set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from thence, for it is written. And this is what doctrine does. If you're not careful, it gets you confused. It sounds so right when people quote scripture to you in the wrong context. Come on. And they'll have you twisted up and you'll be running after things that ain't even God anymore. Hallelujah. And he brought him to the temple and he began to quote scripture to him right there in Jerusalem in the holy city. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up. <laughs> lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone <laughs> unless they unless you get tripped up in the 
gospel. He said, listen to me, because I know more about this gospel than God does. Ain't that the very same lie that he told Eve? Hey, man, I believe it was. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, <laughs> answered him and said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed for him for a season. I want to tell you, we got to know this gospel. We got to be in this gospel. We got to get in this kingdom. Because what's happening? Uh, the dr- Just simply got to do it. Change what's going on inside the church. Right. It may change it, but it won't be for 
Lord, and exactly what she said is what so disturbs me. People are doing nothing with what they're being given. Nothing. Except going back to church and having good services. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You want this kingdom, you better, that, that word by force means to seize. You want this, you better seize it. He said in Luke 16, 16, he said, the kingdom of heaven is revealed. And he said, every man presses his way into it. It means the same thing as take it by force. You got to seize it. Amen. You got to seize it. You got to do something. You got to do something. Because God don't reveal his will and his purpose in your life. You just sit still. And we've all heard the message about the four leprous men. 
They were sitting outside the city, and there was food in the city, but they were starving to death and famine. There was no food in the city. They were starving to death and famine, but the enemy was out there, and the enemy had food. And they just finally looked at one another and said, what are we going to do, sit here till we die? He said, if we go out there to the Syrian, I believe it was the Syrian army, we go out there to the Syrian army and ask them for food, and they kill us. So what difference does it make? We're going to die anyhow. But I ain't going to sit here and starve to death. So they rose up and went forward. And God took them because a man of God had just prophesied. He said, this time tomorrow in the gates of the city, he said, there's going to be plenty of food. And what a one believer stand there on, on who the king leaned. said, if God would open the windows of heaven, this might be so. And Elisha looked at him, said, you're going to see it, but you ain't going to taste of it. There are a lot of people fixing to see the kingdom of God reveal, but they ain't going to taste of it because they won't listen. It's time to get up and be about the Father's business. If you're set under this kind of teaching, you can start to grow. I'm not expecting you to go out and win the world for Jesus overnight, but I am expecting you to start applying what God's teaching us. Amen. And so I, I just want to say this. We have prayer on Monday night. We changed it from Tuesday night to Monday night. I need everybody fighting for this kingdom. I need you fighting for this church, but I need you fighting for this kingdom. We have Bible study on Tuesday night. We're out in the community. We're giving people an opportunity. Amen. God's given you an opportunity. Because everybody ain't going to preach this gospel of the kingdom. But I'm going to tell you something. Where this gospel of the kingdom's preached, deliverance happens. There ain't no other gospel brings deliverance outside the gospel of the kingdom. You can preach repentance. You can preach salvation. You can preach repentance, getting baptized in water, receiving the Holy Ghost. Ain't nothing brings deliverance except the gospel of the kingdom. Brings deliverance. And this generation needs deliverance. It needs deliverance bad. And you may not believe I know what I'm talking about, but preachers are empty, churches are empty, there's a lot of saints of God empty, and they're looking for something. They're looking for something, and they can't find it. But this will cost you. This will cost you. Because when you lock into this, your name's going to get cast out as evil. The name of Jesus, you're going to have to bear the reproach of this name of Jesus. Amen. You're going to have to bear the... There's a reproach. When you're really identified with Jesus Christ, there's a reproach. They call you fanatic. It's all right. My Savior was a fanatic. <laughs> Y'all know Jesus, they, they called him a fanatic. They called him a rebel because he hammered down against organized religion. Told people wouldn't get him nowhere. Jesus was a fanatic. He was. That's what they considered him, a rebel and a fanatic. That's why the government come against him. You know what they tried him for? Rebellion and sedition. Conspiracy to overthrow the government of Rome. That's what they put him on trial for. So he put him on trial for. But who delivered him there? Spiritual wickedness in high places. What's going to deliver you to persecution? Spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm talking about some of the very people you worship with. If they don't get this kingdom, they'll be your persecutors. 
I'm going to obey God. I'm going to obey God rather than man. Amen. Because praises of man don't matter to me. I want the Lord to look at me and smile and say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Or, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. That'll do me good. Amen. Appreciate the Lord today. I just want to say something. My God, we had church. Yeah, Sister Sister Patty extended the invitation to me last week to come back and preach again today. So let's, let's let y'all know that's why I'm here. Do I have a standing invitation? Okay. Well, praise God for that. Get ready. Examine yourselves. Get ready. This serious business. Serious business. You don't want to gather in here in prayer and fight for this church and fight for this kingdom. Somewhere the enemy will separate you. You'll hear me? He'll separate you. I just feel, I just feel really funny. I just... <laughs> I just, I, I need, I need prayer. Please pray for me because I don't I think, think you just got to measure the spirit you in your head and you're just drunk. Yeah. I think you just drunk. <laughs> Teacher Jesus, God help her contain and help her retain. Help her contain and retain, Father. Give her strength, wisdom, and understanding. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Kind of like I, right after I first met my wife, I was preaching down in Cumming, Georgia, and I had a man walk down the aisle. He was, he was alcoholic. He was drunk. He wanted me to pray for God to deliver him. He said, I've had all kind of preachers pray for me. He said, I said, I ain't worried about that. Buddy, I laid hands on him. The Spirit of God knocked him flat of his back. He got up. He is sober. He said, I don't know what you've done. I said, well, what your problem is, you've been running around here plugging in these little 110 outlets. I said, buddy, you'd locked into a 440 this time. That's double 220. That's four times them. I said, you just plugged into the right thing. And I mean, God sobered him up, saved him, delivered him right there because he found the right thing. Amen. When you really tap in the right thing, it stays with you. I said, it stays with you. How many of y'all appreciate this word? Don't take this word lightly. I'm going to go back and listen to this prophecy, and I'll have the notes printed up for you off this service next week. Because uh, I studied Friday night and most of yesterday and into, way on up into last night, but I just didn't have time to pull, the, pull all my notes together. But I thank God he's talking to us. How many of you thank God he's talking to us? But see, the kingdom of heaven's at hand. It's at the door. The kingdom of heaven hadn't been revealed like this since the day of Pentecost. And they only got it in a measure. We fixing to get the rain, the former, and the latter rain. That's the reason the devil's fighting so hard. He's fighting so hard. Amen. 
Somebody asked me in, in one time, a lady come to me in Fort Payne. She said, Brother Metter, she said, I ain't never seen the devil fight like this. I said, why is he fighting so hard? The Lord spoke to me and says, because I've never revealed the fullness of God in a people before. And when the fullness of God's ready to be revealed in a people, the devil's going to fight because that's his undoing. Y'all know this is the devil's undoing when the kingdom of God be, begins to be revealed in the fullness. Church ain't never had the fullness of God before. It's God's time. It's God's time. Amen. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord. <laughs> may take her a while to come down, but she'll be all right. I've been so drunk in the Spirit of God, I couldn't hit the ground with my hat if I'd have been wearing one. Some of y'all have too. Didn't happen to me much, but it did from time to time. I'm serious. I mean, I, I have absolutely staggered like a drunk man. One meeting, the Spirit of God fell on me, and everybody was shouting, praising God, and I come to myself, and I was laying over the organ. I like that piano. I was laying over it, talking in tongues when I come to myself. But see, we don't know nothing as far as how the Holy Ghost can affect you. You go back and read about the revival in Azusa Street, it'll tell you how the Holy Ghost took people over. I mean, there was people took over and went out into trances and laid and talked in tongues for two and three days. The Spirit of God got on them so strong. But what God's doing is going beyond Azusa Street. He's going beyond Pentecost. He's going beyond Allen. He's going beyond Cole. He's going beyond Branham. He's going beyond anything he's ever done. There will be a visitation of the latter house. And the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Amen. I need you to fight for this church. Prayer, physical, mental, financial. I need you to get behind what we're doing here. Because the Lord put us here. Did y'all know the Lord put us here? It's all right. Let it work. Amen. Let it work. Let it work. Sister Melissa, do you need prayer? Okay, you want to? Come, let me pray for you. So, Kathy, if you don't mind, come up here. I want you to believe with me. Amen. Believe with me. God is a healer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. I, mm, oh, <laughs> I curse with the root. Dry up. Mm. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Believe. Thank you, Lord. For I believe God. Amen. For I believe God. Please, in your giving, do what's right in God's eyes. If this is your storehouse, where you get your meat, 
then this is where your tithe belongs. That's what the Word says. That's what the Word says. Amen. And if I'm your Levite, <laughs> then you honor God in your tithe and offerings. You take care. Did y'all know in the Old Testament, nobody in the priesthood worked? They didn't work. God provided for them. He gave them land. He provided everything they needed so they could take care of the things of the temple. Hallelujah. Do what's right in God's eyes. Is that all right? If that made you mad, God have mercy on you. Come on, obey the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate this service today. I appreciate seeing the working of the body. Amen. I love you too. Appreciate seeing the working of the body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. Amen. How many of y'all know God's good to us? Thank you, Jesus. God, God don't care what you have. Possession-wise, financial-wise, anything else. Just don't rob him to get it. You shouldn't have one thing as a possession or anything else. If God asked for you, you wouldn't give it to him. I've gave away sound systems. I've gave away microphones. I've gave away a... First ten I ever had preached the gospel, I gave it away. I've gave away guns. I've gave away any any possession God's ever dealt with me about. Because if you got something that stands between you and God, you don't need it. It'll become a snare to you. It will become a snare to you. A man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. When those two brothers come to Jesus and want him to divide the inheritance, he said, nope. Y'all fighting over things. He said, a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Some people think because they got possessions, they're doing good. Man, I want my heart and soul to be right with God. If I don't have nothing, because I started out with nothing. Amen. I started out hitchhiking to preach. <laughs> Some of y'all can't believe it. I started out hitchhiking to preach. I used to have borrowed cars if I get revivals because I didn't have nothing. Ask my sister. Ask my brother. I borrowed, he had an extra car. If I get a revival, I'd borrow his car and go preach. I borrowed my sister's car to go preach because I didn't, didn't have one back then. But one thing about it, I was one fasting, praying, seeking God, preaching person didn't have nothing in the natural but I had plenty in the spiritual amen I had plenty in the spiritual and I thank God for them days because that's what grounded me that's what taught me to trust God taught me to believe in him hallelujah so if God speaks to you to help me or help this church or help this kingdom better listen to him because God will put you under a blessing but you know, you can't get yourself under a curse, too. What did God tell him in Malachi? He said, you're cursed with a curse, even this whole nation, because you've what? 
will a man rob God? And he looked and said, where in will we rob thee? He said, you tied in the offerings. That's how you've robbed me. He said, this whole nation, America's brought herself under a curse. I mean, people up here these last two or three weeks will spend money hand over fist to have a good time buying stuff. But I can tell you this, you probably get $5 out of the majority of them if you need to go preach the gospel. They've got all that they need in the natural. I appreciate the Lord today. I do. I've enjoyed this service. Has everybody obeyed the Lord? Hallelujah. Let's ask God to bless this. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this, Lord. I thank you for this service. Thank you for the working of the Spirit, and thank you for the people. God, thank you for what you're doing in this sister's life, how you're changing and moving and working. I praise you for it, Lord. Because you are God that orders our steps and directs our path. Let it be. Let your name be honored and magnified. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. You know, most of y'all don't know it, but I got a call late Sunday night, and I had to go to Twin City, preach a funeral down there. And uh, the reason I went is the lady asked when she was living. She said, when I pass, she said, please ask Brother Metter to come preach my funeral. And I knew she'd pass, but I didn't know she'd ask. So Pastor Daniels called me late Sunday night. She said, Brother Metter, she said, can you come? I wasn't nowhere on my radar. had a lot of other things scheduled. I said, yes, ma'am, I'll come. Because me, that's important. And when I walked in that funeral home, that lady laying in that casket, her daughter fell on my shoulder and wept. And said, I'm so glad you come. Said, Mama, I wanted you to come so bad. Because she loved my preaching. Almost every service, if I'd done that way, she'd, she'd come tell me after service, man, I love your preaching. I love what you stand for. I love the way you. And won't many people tell you that. There was one other sister. As a matter of fact, is is uh, Sister Daniel's mother-in-law, Brother Buford's mother. Uh, probably about ten years ago now. I can't even remember what year it was, but she would come up to me almost every service, say, "Man, I love the way you preach." I said you remind me of them old preachers, <laughs> and she made that request. She said, when I pass, and I think she, gosh, she's well up in her 90s. She said, when I pass, she said, please. I said, yes, ma'am. This lady was 90. And she asked. And it was where I could, so I did. And then I preached at Twin City Wednesday night. Had a good service. Had a good service. But I want to see people take what God's doing and do something with it. What good does it do us? What good does it do us to have everything we need and not do nothing with it? Going to be held accountable.
going to be held accountable. Amen. How many of you appreciate the Lord? You love him? Hallelujah. Brother Donald, I'm going to let you dismiss. I've enjoyed the service today. Please, tomorrow night, Monday, prayer. Well, we meet at 7, 7.30. I don't care. 7. Because I'm going to be here. I don't care if you get here 6.30. I can get here. But let's do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Did we we say the prayer with all forgiveness? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Man. Pastor said we was going to have a good service today. Praise the Lord. I like it like this. I really like it like this. All man's hearts clear. Praise the Lord. We're going to dismiss him. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the body. We thank you for each and every one that's obeyed you today, Father. We thank you, Lord, for each and every one that's here. God, we thank you for this kingdom. We thank you for the word of this kingdom, God, what it represents, God, what what you're doing in our lives, God, for the choosing that, it, that you've done, Lord. That, God, I was thanking whenever pastor was talking about nothing but a farm boy lord but you just looked down and lord and you just chose me god that you picked me out amongst so many god and and the rest of the members of this church you picked them god to, to possess and god to bring into this kingdom that's been ministered and been preached lord we thank you lord for it god we ask you to help us god to reach and pursue it now god God, we ask you, Lord Jesus, that today, God, as Sister Susie goes, God, and ministers and speaks, God, at this open air, God, that people that's bound, God, those drug addicts, God, those that, God, don't, them, them don't even know you, Jesus, that God, that God is searching for something. Lord, we ask you, God, that the spirit, God, of that conviction, God, and that deliverance, God, to come down, God, and and God minister to those, God, that's bound on drugs, alcohol, God, perversion, God, whatever's in their whatever's in their lives. God, we ask you, Jesus, today, God, that God, that spirit fall upon them today, God. God anoint Sister Susie, God, as she speaks, God. That love, God, as she expresses, God, your word and the gospel, God, let people see that love in her heart, God, that she means what she says from her heart, God, and convict, God, that conviction spirit upon those people, God, and touch them, and God, save them, deliver, set free. God, we asked it today, Lord, that, that you would go with us, God, as we leave the church, God, and you would help us, God, as we depart away, God, and and God, in this prayer on Monday nights, Lord, that God, that God, I know the pastors won't ever remember that this body, God, to come together, Lord, and pray on Monday nights, Lord. And God, whatever's standing in our ways, God, help us, God, to get them out of the way, Lord, that we can meet, God, and pray for this church, for this body, for this ministry, for this kingdom. God, 
whatever's standing away, God, help us to get it out of the way, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, God. God, and everything we ask this day, God, we ask it in the loving name of Jesus and the church said, Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs>